0: And moving right along here, uh, Delaware Currents is a news project that tells the story of Delaware River, starting from the origin in the Catskill Mountains of New York, flowing all the way to the Delaware Bay. Meg McGuire, the Delaware Currents founder and publisher, is on the phone with us now to discuss severe weather that's happening here in, in the region of Catskills. Meg, welcome to the program. Reading your post that you talked about severe weather, one thing you focused on was the recent flooding events that happened in Bucks County, PA. Um, how does it highlight the vulnerability of seemingly ordinary creeks during heavy rainfall? Uh,
1: the way I always start talking about this is that well, the infrastructure we have now, which doesn't, hasn't always worked really well because we've had lots of flooding events, especially obviously in the upper river, but the, whatever the infrastructure is that we've been using for the last, I don't know, 100-odd years, is now being challenged in a way that has never been challenged before because of climate change. So places that might get, you know, a little flooding, like a bit of highway flooding or a bit of roadway flooding, that's sort of the Howes Creek uh incident in, in Bucks County that claimed the life of lives of seven people. This is an area of Bucks County that routinely gets a little flooding, right? When you have a storm of the magnitude that hits the northeast, um the the infrastructure that was there that is there just simply isn't up to it. So instead of having a little flooding, you have uh, what's called what has been called by the fire chief there a wall of water that just crashed into the roadway and swept people away. Um, it's really uh, it's really quite quite terrifying. Um, the thing is that that storm. Is a northeast storm. It it um, it hit Montpelier, Vermont, with immense rains, more rains than they had during a hurricane. It hit Orange County, right, which is a neighbor, right. Um, it hit uh, this Bucks County town that I just mentioned. It hit Northampton County, which is further inland, away from the Delaware River, and it hit Warren County in New Jersey. So these are uh, the, the weather. Doesn't happen in just one locality, and obviously, I think people understand that. But the 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 idea that uh, we can basically do what we've always done is sort of gone out the window. And the way that we predict what will happen in the weather has unfortunately also gone out the window. I mean, like this winter is supposed to be a La Nina winter, right? And that means a little, maybe a little wetter than you, normal, um, unless there's some uh, some other activity. But you can't really predict what's going to be happening in the near or distant future um, with any sort of sense of accuracy, because the things that happen are so unusual.
0: Yeah, no, they, it definitely. I said, you know, we we. We are, are now living in a time that we talked about climate change for so long. And it's this particular past I guess, seasons. It's been so in your face almost like uh, especially this, you know, we're talking about this particular year with, you know, and one summer we had to smoke. We have uh, differential downpours and we had these extreme heat and it doesn't seem like a consistent um, weather pattern from even from my memory, just, you know, think growing up, knowing that summer was a certain way and winter was a certain way and spring was a certain way. Um, it, it makes it feel like we're not in seasons anymore. Uh, it's almost just, you know, it, it goes, goes from one day to hot, extremely hot to extremely, uh, wet weather. And then, and, and then smoke comes out. So, uh, we, we, I, I would say we, we are seeing the, the, the immediate effects of climate change happening now. Do you agree?
1: Right. I mean, I would say that weather events that happened even three or four years ago, people were always careful about saying how much they were affected by climate change because, of course, weather is different from climate change. Climate change affects our weather, but you can have – I mean, we did have – we had floods and hurricanes and everything before climate change started to really uh, grip. But the thing is – I wrote these down so that I'd have these figures to hand. This is from the National Centers for Environmental Information. Global temperatures in the last 10 years is about 1.6 degrees Fahrenheit higher than the 20th century average. And the direct relationship that we need to be aware of is that the air is therefore holding about 6% more water. And that 6% more water is what we're feeling when we get these torrential rains. And we have In the Northeast, um, our sort of supply of moisture comes from the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico, and those water bodies have been themselves warmer than usual. So there's been sort of a cranking up of that moisture-bearing system that can affect us. But the thing that's fascinating in one sense, but a little um, scary in another, one of the things that I've heard scientists repeat over and over again that the outlook for the for our part of the excuse me our part of the world, the delaware river basin um, is that we'll have more rain when it's wet and we've seen that, but also more drought when it's not raining, so you have to be prepared for the these extremes again, and as I mentioned in that newsletter, the very At the same time that this downpour was affecting at least two areas of of Pennsylvania, the whole state of Pennsylvania is still in a drought. It's been declared a drought by the Pennsylvania authority that's responsible for that. And I checked it just this morning, and it's still in in sort of a drought-watch state. Um, And that's because the drought-watch is predicated on more than just how much rain has fallen from the sky. When you have massive rainstorms like we've just had, that water hits the ground and runs off. It just can't make its way fast enough to a river or a stream, right? So it doesn't have a chance to soak into the ground. In our neck of the world, we're certainly up in New York, um, we've had, usually we have big snowpacks in the winter that melt slowly in the spring, and that really inundates all the groundwater systems. Well, we don't have the snow we have had, and we certainly don't have the snowpack. And these days when snow melts, it melts fast, and once again, it goes away. So um, the the world is a different place than we might have thought it was 20 years ago. And the infrastructures in place are not going to be you know, capable of it. The people that probably are most likely to be affected, <clears throat> excuse me, are those who, you know, basically took a gamble and and had a house in a floodplain, a floodplain, you know, 20 years ago that might have flooded a little, once every, you know, 10 years or so, is now in danger of serious flooding, like at any moment. And I and I, I think that uh, one of the things that I want to do with Delaware Currents over the course of the next few weeks, anyway, is in those newsletters that I send out. Um, to try and include as much information for people to start becoming aware of what's happening and what's developing, to be able to, you know, take uh, take the sort of necessary precautions. I even said um, in that newsletter that you referenced, I have um, a little stream in the back of my house that's almost always dry. But I looked out the window the other day and I thought, what's it going to take? What sort of rainstorm is it going to take for that, for that stream to overflow and flood my basement? it won't it, it it is it is that it's the new reality that we all unfortunately have to begin to start to understand and perhaps um you know this might help us tackle some of the thorny issues about trying to make sure that the the world doesn't get any warmer than it already has
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm hearing stories from reporters uh, from Orange County about what happened with the flood there when it comes to insurance, uh, because many other residents there did not have flood insurance, and why would they? They didn't live in a floodplain and didn't think that uh, something like this would happen to them.
1: You know, the, um, it's probably a whole whole other story to, for me to work on. You know, like you, everywhere I go, there are more and more stories, right? Um uh what when the federal government sort of can come into a locality and sort of help them out with loans and grants a a certain level of flood damage has to be reached and so what we need to think about is who do we need to report to i mean you know when your house gets flooded you're you know you're thinking of the meat you've lost in the freezer and the fact that your appliances are all for you know all broken now but if people can think of Reporting to someone, one of the local municipal authorities, emergency management people, or your town authorities, that you've had flood damage because it's the cumulative effect of that monetary loss that can trigger federal help. So, sort of for every um, for every community that people live in, they should probably try and explore now who it is that they would talk to about whatever flood damage they had, because even though my flood damage might be only she says air quotes, you know, seven thousand dollars. It's my seven thousand and my neighbor's seven thousand and my other neighbor's seven thousand, and the fact that the bridge is down and the road is damaged. suddenly, we start to reach that threshold where we can get better interest loans and even some grants
0: right. you talk about the money uh, to help for this, you know, even if they have, you know, like say, it might be a low amount, maybe $5,000 to do repairs, but even $1,000 or even a couple hundred dollars could be devastating for some families because Sullivan County, uh, for the most part, is a low-income uh, county. So things like this could be life-changing in so many different ways uh, financially.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's one of the things for us to be, um, and I'm, I'm glad you actually mentioned that, we need to be especially sensitive to people who are already on the edge. Um, very often, those sorts of homes are built in floodplains. Um, so they are, they are often likely to be the first victim of, of bad, of raging water. So, um, what we as a country, what we as various states, counties, even municipalities do to sort of keep an eye on, and I think our emergency management services are probably a good contact for that. Like, where has it been bad in the past? Because although, as I said, Different places are likely to uh, experience flooding that may not have experienced in the past. I think we can also use past experience to tell us, okay, we regularly have a flood. For example, House Creek, that place in Bucks County, that regularly flooded. This time it just flooded in a massive way. So if we pay attention to the places where we regularly have flooding and pay attention to the people who live there, and listen to the problems that they've had, it's something that might help us build a network um, to help those folks um, in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now You you mentioned one of uh, the things that you use also is the the sources like Storm Prediction Center. Um, How how do you think folks can use that sort of to provide, you know, to look at at vital information and and possible hazard weather outlook and the likelihood of flash floods?
1: The thing is, um, certainly, um, the, the problem with weather, well, certainly, first of all, the problem, as I said before, is weather prediction is based on past, past practice, and what we're now seeing is not part of past practice. So everything you have to take with a bit of a grain of salt. But the thing is to sort of become familiar with weather patterns, you can't necessarily predict where the worst rain is going to fall. But if you know there's really heavy rains coming your way, it might be a, a time to avoid those places that have flooded been flooded in the past you know it's going to be hard if it's if its flooding is predicted for something that's on your way to work but it is something to certainly be mindful of and i think that that's something we haven't had to worry about because our infrastructure has sort of taken care of us you know we have the rivers and streams and places that you know receive most of the water so we can go about our daily lives the issue with climate change is it's going to affect how we live our daily lives and being involved or being aware of what the weather patterns are in our area for the for the near future and sort of keeping as they say keeping a weather eye out just it might help prevent the catastrophic losses of certainly losses of life that we've experienced from that recent storm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Meg, before we go, is there anything else that we have not touched on that you want folks to know about um, severe weather and, and and the possible outlook and, and things you are working on with uh, Delaware Currents?
1: Well, um, the one thing that I would say, going back to what I said previously, I'm going to be working. What you were referencing at the top of the piece is is this newsletter that I send out. I don't send it out um, uh, very regularly. It's probably once every week or two. But if you sign up for Delaware Currents, you will get the newsletter, which you can get for free. And in that newsletter, what I'm going to be trying to do is explore all the different places you can look at to begin to be to make yourself informed about. What the conditions are likely to be in the next 24, 48 hours, because that's the thing that we're probably most concerned about, and understanding those predictions could, you know, could could help you out in the long term.
0: We were talking to Meg McGuire, the founder and publisher of Delaware Current, talking about severe weather in our area. Thank you, Meg, for talking to us, and we hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks, Patricia. You have a good day.